Modi Moody Modi Moody 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 Welcome to another edition of the Dip NBA Podcast. We are back once again with with a sure-fired hit. This is a sign or trade segment. This is a segment that we did all last season. Uh, three points during the season. One right at the start, run one towards the middle, and then one at the end of the season as well going into the playoffs. Basically, how this segment works is we either sign a team, which is essentially buying stock in a team, or we trade a team, which is essentially selling stock in a team. Uh, we're going to pick two teams from each conference. Uh, well, two signs from each conference and two trades from each conference. Uh, and we're going get, to get to it for sure. Uh, it's, a, it's an awesome segment for those that are just joining us. Um, you're going to enjoy it a lot. And you'll see it again two other times this season. So before we dive into it, though, I have to say, Adam Elder, we now live in a world where Nikola Jokic, the reigning MVP, was absolutely embarrassed by Laurie Markkinen. Put in a coffin. I wouldn't put any stock into that at all. That's just... Markkinen had a breakaway, you know what I mean? He's big and athletic to begin with. He's showing it off a little bit. He hasn't done shit for like two and a half, three years. So now, as soon as he dunks on somebody, he's back in relevance? I don't know. I'm not buying into that. I mean, I'm not saying marketing is relevant by any means and and won't gain long-term relevance from this. What I'm saying is, regardless of that, Nikola Jokic was put on a poster. Sometimes you just get yammed on. That's what I mean, though. Like, I've never really seen it before on Jokic. And now he's been yammed on. And it's probably happened to him at some point or another, too, because Jokic isn't a renowned post defender. Speaking of yamming, Jaw fucking Morant. Jaw Morant out here just killing the game. Jaw Morant, not necessarily been in a bit just of a yamming, just in lately. general. What is it? He's been in the spotlight for us lately. Yeah, yeah. I just had that blog post out about him. Uh, we were hyping him up on the opening week at Shavaganza. This guy's gonna have a huge year. It's gonna be incredible. He seems relentless and. That's something he's always had about him, too, because I feel like we got a little bit of that on a platter with how he performed for the Grizzlies during the playoffs. You said it yourself, Ben. Jaw has dog in him. And you know yeah. what? With, with how the Grizzlies are performing this year, they're just following his lead. You said in your piece that the grit and grind was gone. And you know what? That was a bit of like a hard pill to swallow almost because Memphis had built such an identity off of that from all the way up until about 2016. and. They didn't do well after that era, but at the same time, them picking it back up, it's just, it's crazy to see them play such a modern NBA style, you know, like they got the shooting bigs and like guys that can hit threes at a high rate. And then they kind of have the forward point forward of Kyle Anderson, who I think is 
underrated for at least this this team and part of the reason why that they're in the position that they're in. Yeah, no, he's definitely a huge piece of what they do. Uh, and I mentioned that in the article that, you know, they're they're having this young core, but then they still have the veteran presence and Kyle Anderson, and of course, now Steven Adams, uh, which was previously Jonas Valanciunas. Uh, but it's really interesting because what I also mentioned was, although that like style is gone, Jaw can still capture that energy. Oh, yeah, certainly. That, that, that mentality, that hustle, that passion, and he embodies that. So in turn, he's carrying the spirit of that. Uh, but, you know, they are, they are forming into a more modern style. Uh, so it's just really cool to see that. And the guy is just, I mean, he's leading the league in scoring right now. Obviously, we are very early into the season. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I see people out here saying, Gerald is going to be the MVP this year. And I'm like, settle down. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> settle down. Let's, let's make an all-star game first, and which he will for sure. Uh, this year, I don't, I don't see barring like an injury. You know what I mean? Why he won't make mm-hmm. the All Star game this year? It just makes sense to have him there. Like it really does. Uh, and he's going to have the numbers for it. But I guess I can just lead right into my first signing, so we can start off with the Western Conference signing. And you best believe it, I'm signing the Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies. I knew you were going to have that same pick because that's my first West signing as well. Yeah. So the Grizzlies, they're just hot right now. I hope they keep it up. Maybe they start like. What's our current record at the moment? Let's see here. I have everything here. Two and one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three games in. I mean, right now our signings, they're pretty early, but at the same time, like it's good to just see you guys back out there after a decent-sized uh, reg- offseason. Yeah, it's good to see Ja Morant going 35 points, uh, 3.7 rebounds, 8 assists. Just balling. <laughs> Out of control. I am just so surprised to see him take it up to that notch. What was he at last year? Uh, Last year. I don't have last year's pulled up, unfortunately. Uh, Percentages from this year, though. 58% from the field. 44% from three. 62 from two. Effective field goal percentage at 63. Killing the game. So last season he was at 19.1. He is killing the game though because all those stats look at look at the increase from last year. 19 points, 7 assists, 4 rebounds. Like I said it in my stepping. I said it in my blog post. He's doing at least 25 this season. Yeah. I mean, He's yes, doing at least 25 course, a game. I don't know because I was thinking he could push 27, 28 if he really has it in him like that because 35, that's nothing to shake at. Especially, I mean, three games in, it is what it is. But at the same time, he could keep this up for a good 18, well, is he 19 taking a step games. or is he taking a leap? For him to... If he does out, 28, that's a leap. I mean, I'm not going to rule it out. Me neither, but I'm saying 25 this is, looking is like a leap likely. already. Yeah, you know? yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's a big step nonetheless. I just hope he keeps killing it because I just want to see him absolutely tear it up at a young age because people have always wanted to compare him to Russ mm-hmm. having that mentality to score like that. And I just hope he does to show them all that he can be on that level. Right. Uh, supporting cast, DeAnthony Melton right now, 18 points, four rebounds, two assists. <laughs> oh, doing all right. Desmond Bain, 19 points, four rebounds, three assists. This team has guys who can get buckets. This team has guys who can shoot the ball. It's got a fucking maniac with the keys driving the thing and John Morant, who's not afraid of anyone. 
No, he tries to yam it on all the league's bigs. Exactly. Like, he Not afraid of anyone. That he was trying to dunk on Rudy Gobert in the last playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like Rudy was aware of it himself. Yeah. Yeah, he, 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 he gets on their heads for sure. Uh, I'm excited. Like I said, I think they could be... I think their ceiling is the five, like the five seed. And I think they could come pretty close to their ceiling this year. They're undoubtedly a seven. Undoubtedly a seven. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. This I team, just think the West I is going like, to be wonky this year. You think the West is going to be worse than the East this year? I just think it's going to be wonky. Like, it's not going to be what wonky. we expect. It's not going to be predictable. So you had Memphis as your first sign as well. The predictability of conference outlooks, it's just, I don't know. Like, with how good one through six are in the West, like, I suppose you are right because any one of those teams could be two or three seed. But, yeah, I had Memphis as my Western Conference signing as well. I mean, I felt like you spelled it out pretty well in your article there, so... They just right. have it all right now. They're the young team on a hot streak. Like, I hope they keep it up, you know? I think they can. I think they have I it in them. I think they can, too. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and hop to the Eastern Conference then for your first trade. Go ahead. All right. My first trade in the Eastern Conference may come at a surprise here. The Brooklyn Nets. Mm, that's so funny because I, <laughs> I almost had them as my first trade. Almost. Really? Oh, dude, I wrote it down and I changed it after a couple hours because I was looking at it and I was like, I'm trading on someone else because it's the Brooklyn Nets, dude. I didn't want to include the Brooklyn Nets or the Los Angeles <laughs> Lakers because I'm like, it's going to take time. And I'm not, I'm not worried about these guys having the most incredible regular season. Right, yep. Maybe I'm just not. Either team. I'm really not. I mean, I want to see them do good. I need to see that there's... there's realness there for sure you want to see both teams obviously show chemistry and work together but it's like it's not gonna happen overnight i feel like they're a lock for the three seed low-key brooklyn yeah yeah i mean i i wouldn't see that out of the realm of possibility at all if they're like as low as three Mm -hmm. but i just i kind of i kind of realistically trade them with a straight face i was sitting there i was like i can't do that well i mean I felt like I had to go with them because of what I had saw of them from their first few games. Like they just are not executing defensively. And I feel like they're going to have a lot of questions to work out there to see, okay, who are we going to use when we really need to step up? Do you run a playoffs rotation with LaMarcus Aldridge at the five? Can you survive that? Is he going to be able to play any kind of passable post defense? Because I mean, he worked in the system with pop and he's always been at least like, below average to average defender so he can step it up but i wouldn't exactly put any kind of anchor behind that i wouldn't bet my life on it gun gun to the head that's that's not happening well i mean like who else do they have to go to though because they have claxton who is more more of a four size and he gets moved around right now and then they have blake griffin do you want him playing playoff five minutes for you either and he looks like he's slipping. Uh, I don't know. He's still got mi- minimum hops to him at least, and he still gets up there. But I mean, 
it seems like so far this year that Bruce Brown is just not getting the same minutes as he was before. Like, I don't really understand that. Like that whole thing that they had going on with him playing like shooting center was kind of ridiculous because it worked so well because it just did nothing but space open the floor for the, you know, the three main guys Mm -hmm. or I guess two main guys, depending on who was out there. Yeah, it was just, he was literally, he was the center. He was effectively playing the center position, but what he was doing was just weird. <laughs> and and really, like, to that level, I've never seen that done before. Other than, like, Russ in Houston. Mm-hmm. But even that was a different thing. Exactly. Russ in Houston was just, why can't the Lakers channel that? I don't, I don't know. know. I get... Because you got AD in the lane and DeAndre Jordan in the lane and DeAndre Jordan's man and Anthony Davis. Like, it's just clogged. It is, but they can still win. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Like, (laughs) AD's been facing up and hitting those tough shots. That's all I'm going to say. That he was hitting in the bubble, he's been hitting those. Thank God, right? Because I've always believed in that AD jump shot. Yep. He's been facing people up. And you know what's interesting is like he goes to the face up more than he does like to turn. Mm-hmm. He he's about hitting that Kobe jab step. Exactly. Who does? He really like is. Like I was watching that the other night. I was like, yeah, he goes to the turn sometimes, but when he's down there in the midi, he wants that face up. Mm-hmm. Because exactly. he's so fucking big. Exactly. And his arms are so long. He can literally reach over anybody and it's just a little flip from there. He's Kevin Durant with muscle on him. Essentially. I mean, a little bit shorter though. Kevin Durant's taller than AD. Yeah. Maybe by like an inch. Which is crazy in itself. Right. Like, and then Kevin Durant's a whole completely different thing. Like Kevin Durant legitimately has guard skills. But Davis does too, but I don't know. Davis is going to be scary this year. The big question is, though, talking about those two players, can Durant play passable defense on Davis in the playoffs? If Davis is hitting like he's hitting right now, it's not going to matter. Even with KD, who's just as lanky and long. Well, you said passable defense. You didn't say stellar defense. Passable defense... So what if this is Kevin Durant, Oklahoma or uh, Golden State type defense, where he's just in the system playing essentially center on defense? If AD's playing eight, like bubble AD, it's over. I'm sorry, KD, bubble AD just gonna was, match him. KD will, but a part of oh, obviously, I trust LeBron more than I do trust James Harden as the other guy. Uh, mm-hmm. On top of that, I think I trust Russ more than Harden. You think so? Yeah. Both do not have good playoff reputation. Exactly. And Harden just rubs me the wrong way. Because say what you want about Russ, at least Russ Russ is always trying. Yeah, Russ has never given up. (laughs) Harden straight gives up out there. We've both we have both witnessed this since at least 2016. The man just doesn't even run. Shuts down. I don't know. He was know, fucking but... doing it this year. He what fucking do you mean? walked off like a little pussy. Oh, that's right. 
I know. I was put. I was really hoping, like, and he was injured, so I get it. But like, no, like I was hoping he would just put that shit behind him. You know what I mean? Because, like, I was hoping like Brooklyn Harden would be different. You know, like he's got a different he's mentality. Not. Like, this is it. This is the pedal to the metal time. Like, I'm gonna do what I need to do to play. This in is the my system. window. Yes, exactly. The window is going to close. Literally playing with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Like, that is a... If I didn't have a window before, the fucking window's here and it's wide fucking open. Yep, exactly. Because he could go take one while LeBron's still in the league for once. Because God, let's be honest, if James Harden didn't beat Seth Curry, he was going to have to go through LeBron James the next round. And how do you think that was going to go? LeBron, we know how that went. LeBron ended his career in Houston, so just imagine <laughs> what it would have been in the playoffs. Uh, he's still that, that career end may have came a little bit earlier, <laughs> out of embarrassment. Yeah, I, just, I mean, you're you're talking me into just changing my Eastern please, Conference first trade to yep. the, to the Nets, or it the might second as well one. be. It might as well be. You know what? Fuck that. So I had the Pacers as my first one. So I'm going to go ahead and switch it to the Nets. They're playing down. They are straight playing down. Like they need their role players to really decide to play defense. I mean, Patty Mills is going to try. Claxton will try. Millsap. uh, Blake. uh, I don't know. I wouldn't exactly put a lot of faith in those guys to get it done in game 68 of the regular season Mm-mm. on a, on an away game on a road trip, you know? Right. It's yeah. I'm not putting a lot of stock in that at all. So, I mean, they're just going to have to either figure it out down the course to see who's going to actually play hard and play good defense or see who's going to be available at the buyout deadline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they have the, they definitely have the room to make a deadline move. Um, oh, I'm for sure. sure they will. I'm sure they will. When I look at this team, though, I think Miami could beat them in a playoff series. Now that's a different discussion. I feel like because they're about to be playing tonight too. I'm going to turn that game on here in the background. <laughs> Come on, ESPN. Put it on TV. People actually want to watch it. I think Miami could legitimately beat them in a playoff series. I I feel like that's a little hot. Miami is going to go chest to chest with them on defense. Absolutely. They're going to make them work for it. But it's going to take one of the three to catch absolute fire and then the other ones to just fall in place behind them. And it's still over. It's Kevin Durant. It's Kyrie Irving. It's James Harden. E- any one of those guys can go for 43 points in a playoff game. But my man Jimmy out here putting up 25 points a game right now. Uh, yeah. Okay. He's balling. That's awesome and all. 25 points per game. Jimmy's still having in him to keep it going. I don't Hey, you know how I feel about that. So it's hot for me to even be saying what I'm saying, but I think as a, as a collective, I like the Miami heat more. True. And that leads me right into my first Eastern conference signing. And that's the Miami heat. Jimmy Butler, 25 points a game, four rebounds, four assists. 
shooting 45 from the field. I like it. I'm a little bit jealous that I didn't pick that as mine now because I didn't even think about that. Miami Heat, Tyler Harrow, 23 points a game, seven rebounds, four assists. 46 from the field, 34 I, from three. I like that, yeah. Bam, 17, like 14, and two. 14, and two? 17, 14, and two, double-double. Bam's killing it. Yep. He's bumped those assists up to like five a game, and then this guy is third-team All-NBA. For real. Second-team All-NBA, even. He's out here 51 from the field, too. He's just a killer, man. I love Bam. Yep. Bam's a beast. I absolutely love He is a beast. So, I mean, this team's good, dude. They are good. I mean, we've talked to that guest about them all offseason. I mean, I really feel like that they're just falling into place themselves. And it's coming a lot quicker than I thought. I expected some kind of, you know, like Los Angeles Lakers start to their season where they looked kind of clunky, but this team is just vibing. And that is a good sign if they want to make a deep playoff run. And not to mention, like, they've pulled an upset before. Mm Mm-hmm. They've been counted out before. They've been counted out before and pulled the upset. So, look, right now, the score is even between them and and Milwaukee. So, Milwaukee Mm -hmm. really can't talk shit other than the fact that they went on to win the chip after they beat them. But... Mm -hmm. Right now, that score is 1-1. You know there's just going to be beef immediately with Brooklyn. I'm sure this game is going to start it. That's just going to be beef city. I can just just feel the tension. (laughs) It may not be there yet, but you know what I mean? I just feel like that's going to turn into a shit show. (laughs) I want it in the first round. That has second. That's a second round matchup. I know it would be if we if it goes in terms of uh, how we think the standings will shake out, but still, it's going to be entertaining. I got them as a sign. Well, you know what? You make my sign feel a little bit embarrassing because I mean, I wrote down one that was kind of my fun pick. I just picked the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh Jesus! Yeah, I know. We we just put them on bum status, dude. Yeah, but you know what? The Cavs. You're just trying to make it up to Mitch. No, I'm not trying to make it up to Mitch. But the Cavaliers are showing out a little bit here. Two and two, 500. That's great for the Cavs. Evan Mobley, he looks good. He looks real. He looks even more real, though, is Jared Allen. Jared Allen's putting up some of the most efficient double-doubles in NBA history out here. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Ricky Rubio... We talked, we were kind of confused when Cleveland picked him up, but it seems like that was actually a smart deal in hindsight because he's just not backing down. It seems like him and Mobley have some real chemistry there. So it's good to see them. I hope it's a smart move for my fantasy team, too. I just dropped, uh, fuck, who did I drop today? Can't remember who I dropped, but I picked up Ricky Rubio because he had twice the amount of fantasy points that, uh, my player that I had had. So I was like, yep, I'm taking Ricky Rubio. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yep, done deal. Uh, so I just put him on because of how good he's been doing. I'm like, fuck. But you know what? One thing that could very easily have got them kicked off this list is the fact that Kevin Love is out here voicing his opinion to the media because he was laughing about something that happened on court the other day. And, uh, 
He's with the joke. Denver Nuggets. I feel he is a joke. He was talking about it being a Royal Rumble out there. I'm like, this guy is just a jokester. Yeah, he is a literal jokester. He's a real funny guy. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Not a fan he, at all. I am... I respect Kevin Love for what he did for the championship team, but at the same time, like, it's just not like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I respect him, but I don't because of how he just batted the ball into, you know what he did. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was my awful Eastern Conference trade or Eastern Conference signing, that is. So let's go ahead and move on to the next one there. Would that be a Western Conference trade? Uh, let's do a Western Conference trade. Yeah. I'm coming at you with Dallas Mavericks. Oh, no way. Okay. That was my hot one. That was my hot one. I told you earlier I was going to have a hot one. I have the same thing. Dallas Mavericks. It It doesn't feel good. It does not feel good right now. Like, I don't want to say it. And I know they're technically third right now, but I'm not buying it. Because Doncic has looked off. Yep. Porzingis has been getting more shots, but also looks off. Well, they're the posting player, him up still. Yeah. He's a spot-up shooter, rim runner. He should not I don't be posting up. He needs post-up looks because he, if he gets into good position, he can hit a fade because no, he's he can't. also like he looks Davis. Bad. He could be like Davis, though, because he could fade off of guys and hit he a He doesn't have that touch. Middle. I feel like he does, though. No. He's good at spins. He would be able to get to the basket too. He just needs confidence that he's able to score again. And I promise you this duo will work out. It feels like it will. It should like. This would never happen, but I would trade KP for Seth Curry in a heartbeat. Jeez. Could you imagine that? Wow. uh, Philadelphia would do that like tomorrow. No, they want to get rid of Seth Curry. He's our point guard right now next to Maxi. (laughs) No, they're just, they're trading for Porzingis and, letting it fall around him. Uh, that would never happen, but shots out to Steph or Seth Curry though, for real. Cause uh, Philly is the only team that he's ever signed with two years in a row. <laughs> How crazy is that? But I guess it's expected when you're good. Yeah. I'm trading on Dallas. Uh, like I said, I don't like the post-ups that uh, Porzingis is getting. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith has taken mid-range shots. It looks clunky. It looks weird. Doncic looks a little bit off, but he always comes into the season looking a little bit off. Uh, not worried about that necessarily. Uh, I just don't have faith in Jason Kidd as a head coach. Just just seeing what they're... And you know what? They're feeling things out. It is early, so it's, it's tough to say for sure, but the schemes that he's going to is pissing me off just like what Rick Carlisle would do with this team as well. Mm-hmm. Like I, I got... Equally as mad as Rick Carlisle. Don't get it twisted. I mean, we did so many fucking conversations with that Dallas fan on Twitter <laughs> talking shit about Rick Carlisle. <laughs> it was like running Willie Cauley Stein for like so many minutes. Remember that? During the regular season, it was just horrible. Like Willie Cauley Stein couldn't catch a lob to save his life. But Oh my, he was the worst. It was so bad. He was getting so many minutes. It was just embarrassing. But you know what though? At the same time in the playoffs, he was doing good. Like he was actually playing up a little bit and I was, you know what? I was like, he deserves a spot on this team. But at the same time, that stretch that you're talking about, it was ridiculous. The fact that he could not catch anything. It was to save really his life. ridiculous. A r- soft rebound. Yeah, coming out. I just, I don't have right a whole lot hands. of faith in him right now at all. 
I know what you mean. Like Dwight Powell has not been the same since he had that Achilles injury. Mm-hmm. And Porzingis is a four, but they haven't listed as a five. I don't know. Kleba is okay. What do you think of Dorian Finney-Smith? I don't think I've ever heard you talk about him before. He, For me, he flies under the radar as a wing defender that can kind of score, but I don't know if he's actually that good. I think he could be a decent role player if utilized, right? But like, he should be behind the arc. Yep. Shoot he should be taking things. mid-range shots like he's doing right now. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not doing it for me at all. I'm trying to find the know. offensive and defensive ratings right now. Here we go. That diamond logo for the NBA is so nice this year. Dallas is 26 in offensive rating right now. Oof. Yeah, that's pretty bad. And 11th in defense. Okay. Okay, Dallas. Offense is rough, though. This is this is an offense that has been incredible the last two years when you really think mm-hmm. about it in terms of efficient, efficient, yeah, efficiency. So that's a rough start. I'm out on them right now. I hope they redeem themselves. I love Luca. You know what I mean? No, I'm expecting them to turn it up probably about 25 games in. You know what I mean? I hope I'm, I hope I'm signing them at the midseason. Me too. Me too. I know. And that's quite, it's kind of what they did last year too. They hit their stride after a slow start. They were rough. Mm-hmm. Who who do you got for the? Oh, that was that was yours, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. You, you traded them as well. Okay, we'll go ahead and hop over to the east then and do another. Or no, we'll go to the west and do another trade. No, that's what we just did. My bad. We'll go to the. <laughs> my bad, dude. We'll go to the west and do another signing. How about that? Well, I'll kick it off here. The Golden State Warriors. Dude, that's mine. <laughs> Are you serious? I swear to God. I don't want to. Just like I said it with Dallas for different reasons, though. I don't want to say it. I didn't want to say it either. But you know what? As soon as and, I started thinking about it, it just, you know what I mean? I was just like, yeah, they're good because of this, 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 this. Like, they yeah, are Steph low Curry key out here an impressive team. He is balling. And you know what? Like, this team is at a point where he has bad shooting nights and overall just kind of a bad night in general. And they're still winning. Like, right. It's or no. looking, it's looking nice. And you know, who's actually impressed me is Jordan pool. Jordan pool has been good. He had, like, he had a down game the other day that kind of tanked his stats, but he has looked. Good. Eh, he's just a shooter like that. I feel like he can be like Tim Hardaway jr. Level. Mm-hmm. I like, think so. I could I think he has that kind of potential to him. And, and what better to play off of Steph Curry? I know. That's like the fact that he's practiced with Curry for like the last, what, three, four seasons. I feel like he's done nothing but mimic his uh, off ball movement. Mm-hmm. He's always just trying to run and slip around screens to get open just a little bit open. And then mm-hmm. he can hit those shots real quick, real quick. You know, like yep. he has a great looking form right now. Like his three point ball looked amazing in the preseason, but we know what that means. But right now he's he's keeping it up, so I'm happy for him. I like to see him doing well. Yeah, he's logging uh, 15 points right now too. Uh, so he's scoring. Uh, Steph Curry, 29 points, eight rebounds, six assists. Crazy efficient. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Not crazy efficient, but uh, <laughs> it's actually 
it's low right now, but he, he he's going to pick it up for sure. We're going to see this guy have another fucking MVP level season. Uh, he's just an insane talent. Jordan Poole looks like he's he's stepping up for sure. And uh, Andrew Wiggins has been contributing as well. Uh, this is just a team that plays well together in general. And that's really what they've always had going for them. I mean, I think that's the core uh, of their identity. It's just mm-hmm. you, they're, they're a good team. They have a good team ethic. They work well together. Um, they always get along for the most part. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously they've had oh, yeah. their moments, but like they move the ball, like a lot of ball movement on this team. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's manifesting on the court 4-0. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't sit here and deny them of the signing as much as it pained me. I mean, anytime this the- organization comes up, I, I'm always salt. <laughs> I'm going to be salt. It's just their overall culture, you know, like, Nobody has a bad time in the Golden State offense, maybe except for Kevin Durant, but I don't know. Like, I feel like it was destined to happen at some points, you know, because we know what this backcourt of Curry and Thompson is capable of, even though Thompson is not back yet. But it doesn't mean that the offensive system that was setting them up still can't work at a smaller rate for other players. And I feel like we're seeing that with Wiggins and with Jordan Poole, and undeniably now Nemanja Bailisa, this guy is a talented passer and can space the floor. I mean, who's going to be better in the Warriors' offensive system than that? Mm-hmm. Exact same thing with Otto Porter Jr. Like, this guy spaces the floor, plays moderate defense. Seems like he actually has legs after all these seasons because he hasn't, like, played for the last three and a half years, it seems. But they're just keeping it up. The fact that they can have downtime with Curry and still win games shows that they're a legit team. Yeah, and it's going to matter in the playoffs. You know what I mean? This is this is a time for these guys to really step up and, and learn their role and come into their role. And then that's going to only pay off uh, huge in the playoffs uh, when push mm-hmm. comes to shove in those big moments. So it, it's, it's interesting to see. Uh, I think they're going to be... Sp- sneaky good in the playoffs um i think i think so, uh, uh, someone's favorite team's gonna get ups, upset you know what i mean like they're gonna pull an yeah, upset. yeah yeah i just i feel that coming i feel like we're gonna get two big upsets in the western conference and it's gonna curry's be, gonna hit somebody and walk away and espn is gonna be like is curry the best point guard of all time after mm-hmm. a first round win in the Western it's, Conference. Curry Curry's gonna deliver that uh, upset and so is Memphis with Jaw. Those are the I two hope, teams that are gonna pull upsets in the Western Conference playoffs. I hope Memphis beats them again. Like they get matched up again and Memphis just in a play in tourney. It's like a no, it's like a four and five. Oh Memphis yeah like a four and five like Golden State's the four. Memphis is the five. Memphis just comes out and three, two, six game series. Curry would win that series. I don't know. I don't know. Curry would win the series. Curry and Dre. If Clay's there too, it's over. Yeah, if Clay's there, I feel like it is over. It's I don't over. know. Memphis it's- would give them a run for their money, though. <laughs> exactly. It would be a six game series. But I five see Memphis making least. it out of the first round. So, yeah. I can see Memphis pulling the upset on Dallas, bro. Oh, don't even say that. Why would you want that? I don't want it, but I can see it happening. Who gets fired? Everybody? Who gets traded? Everybody? Can you imagine Jaw making it out of the first round before Luka? 
then we have to start putting John in the same conversation as Luca and Trey Young. John can do it, dude. Yep, he can do it. It's going to be so so. That's what's on the line right now, though, is that notoriety. Because John's been doing it on a real standpoint for the last two seasons. Like, it's time for him to get that same shine. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm ready for it. Uh, But yeah, Warriors right there is a sign for sure. Uh, Let's go ahead and hop over to Eastern Conference for a trade. My second trade is kind of... Oh, no, you can hit us off. No, no, you're good. Go ahead. I wasn't even... Well, my second trade, we don't have to talk about them too long. They've been in the news for a while, and that's the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm. Look, Safe pick. Let me explain to you what they were doing in the third quarter. The end of the third quarter against... Who was it? Oh, it was against the Knicks. They were down by 17 points with like six minutes left in the third quarter, right? So you would think reasonably they would put an offense out there that's going to be able to compete and maybe knock that down to about eight, seven points going into the fourth, get some momentum going. Well, they run out Andre Drummond, Furkan Korkmaz running the points, and basically taking every shot except for, I think, like six of the 12 possessions that they had. And then Fiebel in the dunker spot. Like, who is that going to compete with? Playing against the Knicks, the Knicks were just getting layup after layup on them. Like, all kinds of hustle points. Julius Randle was just working on them. And it just... I really don't know what Philadelphia expects to happen with Doc Rivers again in this playoffs. Like, Maury needs to step up and fire Rivers, trade for decent role players, stop this stalemate with Ben Simmons, and be actually put him on sale. You know, it's time to just end this bullshit and just get something back of value because you know you can get it, but not the tier of player that you're wanting. Like, what else are you going to do for Joel Embiid? Like, this guy is a generational talent and he deserves to be on a team that's really competing. Miami Heat? Anybody? Mm -hmm. Right. And Philadelphia has just routinely tried to suppress drama and it's only made it worse there. So I'm not surprised that they're in this position again. I did say last week that, or last episode that I would expect them to overachieve. And that's because of the presence of Embiid and Tobias Harris is a pretty good fit in doc rivers offensive system too. So he's giving you, he can give you like 28 on any given night. So I don't know. It's just, it frustrates me because they're always good. You know, like they have good pieces. They have good players. It should work, but it routinely just doesn't because of their culture, I feel like. Yeah, they just keep falling short. This whole process identity has been underwhelming. It's gone. It's gone at this point, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Now they're just the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, There's they, no they lost that. They lost their touch. They really have. Uh, it's kind of sad to see too, because like you said, you just, Joel, Joel Embiid deserves better. And I, I don't think it's truly, I mean, obviously some blame is going to land on him, but like, Oh yeah. He, he's doing the best he can out there. <laughs> I know. Especially right? last season. Like he was going hard and he, he he's yeah. And he, and he still is going hard and I respect the guys. So it, it sucks to see that for him. If I'm going to go ahead and throw my Eastern conference trade out there, it's pretty hot. 
considering how high every motherfucker out there is on these guys right now in terms Let's of uh, basketball pods. I think you already know by me saying that, Adam. Fuck Atlanta. Bulls. Oh, Atlanta? Trade. A trade. Not sign. Yeah. A trade. You're tr- okay, so you're trading Atlanta. Yeah. Fuck Atlanta. I'm out. I'm on that bandwagon, but you know what? I don't agree with that. They took we, away Trace Fowl, though, dude. So? They took away his bread and butter. He's just going to have to adjust. We know what this guy is. He's a good shooter, and he is a creative offensive mind amongst the elite. Mm, no. We saw him make the playoffs. No, we saw what he not did the playoffs. amongst the elite. He's amongst the elite. Does he have a ring on his finger? How many guys in the league are amongst the elite that don't have rings on their finger right now? Very few. Jokic? An elite? Jimmy Butler? I'm not going to throw elite around to a lot of people. I'm hesitant to say Jimmy Butler in the elite. Oh, what? I'll say Luka. I'll say Jokic. I'll say Devin Booker. I'll say Anthony Davis. I'll say Joel Embiid. Davis got a ring. Well, yeah, my bad. I'll say Joel Embiid. (laughs) My bad. I can't go out here throwing around elite to a whole bunch of people that don't have rings. I don't. It's it's probably it's a it's a limited amount there. I just said James Harden, Chris Paul. I don't even want to talk about that. (laughs) You know how I feel about him. You know how I feel about him. The guy is arguably the third best point guard of all time. Elite. I just can't sit here with a straight face and say Trey Trey Young is elite. Uh, I don't think he's done enough to show me that. Cool, you had one cool playoff run. Do it again this year, and then come talk. Do it again. No I, more. I'll, no more of these one offs. Do it again. Same thing I say to Phoenix. Do it again. Let's bring it up. Let's bring it up. Where is he at? Ultimately, they're a good team. They have a lot of depth. Yes. I sense yes. that they're not going to be significantly higher than they were last year. Not significantly, but they'll definitely be in that same position. They're not going as far as they did, though. I can see a first-round exit to this team this year. Yeah. You draw a tough matchup in the first round, good night. You draw, fuck, you draw Brooklyn in the first round, see ya. Yeah, in that situation. But see ya. You draw Milwaukee in the first beat, round. See ya. They beat the Knicks again. They'd do that. Oh, yeah. You could do that. But that's, that's cool. They beat the Celtics. Yeah. I could. I almost had Boston as my trade. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm not. They're just middling for me. You know, it looks like this is going to be another middling season for them. Yeah, I'm not impressed. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Milwaukee or Brooklyn, you're gone. Miami, you're probably gone. Yeah. A hungry Miami team, you're gone. Mm -hmm. I know, especially with Kyle Lowry at the helm. It's just like, get out of the way. Kyle Lowry chasing Trey Young around. Oh, my God. Good night. I guess you're right then. But my Eastern Conference trade was the Philadelphia 76ers. That was my second one. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, you you said it perfectly. It's it's just rough to see. It's so rough. It's It's ugly. (laughs) It's ugly. 
I'm ashamed that I was so interested in their potential. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll we'll see though. I mean, Embiid could just—it's early. He could still do those immaculate things that we were talking about. Oh, definitely the potential to do so. So while we're still here, though, before we start touching on our last two, so I kind of wrote to the side here. I don't know if you did this. Teams that I was putting on the trade block are close to a deal for. And I have four different teams right here I was going to bring up real quick. Trade block, I have the Chicago Bulls. Would you agree with that? Yes or no? I can't agree with that because they were my last Eastern Conference signing, bro. Oh, seriously? In the same light as the Warriors. Damn. Like, well, first off, let me just clarify that. I don't hate the organization of Chicago. Like, I hate the organization of Golden State. <laughs> just to clarify. Yeah, I'm not throwing that much shade at them. But in terms of the records there I, and, the, and the offensive rating is there and it's their plus minus is there, like, I can't ignore the stats. Mm-hmm. DeRozan is a closer. Right now. I mean, I hope for the sake of the game that DeMar DeRozan actually is good in this playoffs coming up because undoubtedly, I feel like the Bulls will make the playoffs. Is there ceiling the four? I'd agree with that, but I feel like they're going to more realistically land around the seven to six range. They leave in the first round. Yeah, easily. And that's what sucks because that makes me not want to give them that much gas because it just gives it such a fake energy to it. You know, like that this whole season and what they're doing. Like, I feel like they themselves don't think that obviously, but like, I don't know when I just consider that of their season, it's just kind of like, uh, but that would be a success. That'd be better than what they have been doing. So definitely. Yes. Making it back to the playoffs. Yeah. And ranking that high in the conference. I mean, that'd be a positive. That's, I, I don't know. It's just, I love this team. All right. I mean, I don't love this team by any means. I do respect Zach Levine though. Uh, I respect Lonzo Ball personally. I think Lonzo Ball is a pretty good p- player. Uh, and he just is. To, I mean, I got stats here for everyone, uh, and I'll get to those really quick. But Zach Levine, I want to see succeed. Um, I think he's got a lot of talent and a lot of potential, and I think he's really coming into his own. I think we're going to see more from him on the defensive end of the floor this year, uh, which is something we've definitely needed from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Demar is a great a great piece to this and we don't need to dive into it because we were just talking about Miami, but can you imagine like DeMar replacing Victor Oladipo, Oladipo in Miami with DeMar? Like imagine that. Uh, but here we are with DeMar uh, in, in Chicago, uh, 22 points, five rebounds, four assists, Zach Levine, 25 points, five rebounds, four assists. Nice. Look, these guys are going hard. Lonzo ball. Yeah. Lonzo 14 points, five rebounds, five assists. Great third piece. Like this is going to be a good regular season team. And I wouldn't be shocked if they're, I mean, four seed, honestly, I could see them swooping into where Atlanta was last year, especially because I'm out on Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I could see that kind of where they sneakily make the second round. Well, no, I don't, I mean, just as in standings, I see a first round exit, but uh, just in terms of their standings, I could see them at the four. Well, Atlanta yeah. was at the what the three last year. No, Atlanta was the the four seed. Yeah, the Knicks were the Knicks were the five. Yeah, yeah. What a mess that was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what a fucking mess <laughs> Eastern Conference was. Shit show. But yeah, 
that's where I'm at with the Bulls. I can't I can't put them out there on the trade block like you were doing. I'm just not. I don't know. I guess I'm just just kind of wait and see. That's what all these teams kind of are is just wait and see. Let me also put though for the West. I had a trade block team, the Portland Trailblazers. I'm worried. Maybe it's just my own personal fan anxiety, but Dame is I not looking good. Trade. I put him in as a trade. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. I did. Well, we might as well talk about that then because I don't know if you know the rumors. But Damian Lillard might need surgery. Mm. And I didn't know if that. He's that missing, sucks. If he's needing two to three months to rehab... That's it's a over. problem. That's a problem because this is over. make or break. And then like if, if Dame misses almost an entire season and comes back with like 19 games left in the, the regular season to get it going and ready for the playoffs. Granted, I feel like personally he could pull it off. He definitely could pull it together that quick and be competing at a high level, like 30 points a game again. But the odds like like Portland would be what, like the six, seven, eight seed again. I even have him dropping between the nine to eleven range. Like Dame has to come back and fight with that, and then get a first mount round matchup against I don't know the Lakers. Mm. Tough card to pull. I don't know the Denver Nuggets again. Mm. They obviously can't do that, Let's especially see, not a healthy even, Denver Nuggets. It's just it's worrisome at this point. Like. Jokic went down with the knee the other day, though. Yes, but I'm not. I'm not worried about that. I think mm-hmm. he's fine. Yeah, they're not talking surgery of, like Dame. No. Well, that's just a rumor, though. That that was all I saw. This, but as soon as I started thinking that, I just started spiraling. Sounds <laughs> like some you Kawhi know? Leonard level shit. Oh, it's just rough. That's yeah. It on I the, I had Portland on a on a trade, man. I I knew it would hurt your feelings, but it sounds like you're already kind of there. Uh, I think it's an obvious pick. It. Yeah, it's an obvious pick, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, I just, in kind of in the same way of like Jason Kidd, I don't put a whole lot of faith in Chauncey Billups. Uh, this organization clearly doesn't know what it wants to do. Um, it's had too many opportunities and it's squandering the prime of one of the greatest players we've seen in our generation. And it's just sad. I mean, this, like I said in the group chat the other day, uh, the, the dip group chat, I, if you plug Dame into Golden State, he's got as many rings as Curry does. <laughs> You're going to make the Curry stains explode. He does. If you replace Steph Curry with Damian Lillard and that run, they have just as many rings. That is, oh, that's ridiculous. That is so crazy. You so mean to tell me they won it? At worst, just, they have one less. They're just two different players. But he would do it. Yeah, I have faith that Dame would absolutely do it. He's one of the best clutch shooters of all time. Yep. Coldest. The coldest. It's just sad. It's just sad to see them squander this guy. Their last game against Los Angeles, they lost 116 to 86. Mm. (sighs) To be fair, though, the Clippers always kill the Blazers. It's just their reputation at this point. I mean, they're but, fumbling the bag nearly as much as Cleveland did <laughs> with Braun. Yeah, like that's not a that's not a ridiculous statement. 
for more amount of time too. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. It hurts. It's unbelievable. It does hurt because you want more for Dame. You just don't want to see a talent like that wasted. Exactly. He just needs to play for the Los Angeles Lakers. But hey, here's the thing though. At the end of the day, not everyone can win a ring. Yeah, true. I would much rather see him in Portland than Los Angeles, just to be clear. But yeah, I hope sure. that's not his destiny. <laughs> they ain't got no room on that team for him. What are you doing, trading Russ? <laughs> I mean, I would do it. Don't get me wrong. You asked me if gun to the head, I'm trading Russ in a heartbeat for Dame Lillard. If the oh, offer is could like, you imagine that even happening? That literally LeBron would just go to Russ and be like, of the NBA. Russ, I mean, think about it. <laughs> You know what I Russ, mean? We, we got to trade you, bro. He'd be like, look, I respect the hell out of you, and I'm going to make you a ring when we win it, but I got to trade you to Portland. <laughs> <laughs> For Dame? <laughs> look, Dame uh, was in Space Jam, so. Oh, my gosh. No, just face-to-face. Oh, damn. Damn. Exactly. Man to man. That guy cold. You might as well do it face-to-face. He's like, I'll put you in Space Jam 2 to make up for it, bro. Space Jam 3. Whatever, yeah, technically. <laughs> technically Space Jam 3. Uh, who are you at for your last Eastern Conference signing then? The Knicks. Mm. The New York Knicks. I like it. I like what's going on. I think that their offense is pretty damn interesting because they're just kind of high flyers. They have the whole New York crowd behind them. Like They got the culture and the energy. Julius Randle has actually accepted the identity of being a New York Nick after them sucking for so long and never having a guy that just did that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they have a real energy about them. And I really think that this is going to be a better year for them, at least in the regular season than it was last year. The playoffs, Damn. we'll really see. But at the same time, I really feel like they can keep stride with what they were doing. Like, they're just coming out every night and hitting teams in the mouth. Yeah, mm-hmm. Philadelphia probably could have beat them if they didn't show the same kind of hustle. Philadelphia was not hustling and getting after it. Mm-hmm. So, the Knicks, I got to sign them. I like what I see from Obi Toppin so far. Backup power forward on lock. They have a great center rotation. Derek Noel Rose is, out is still right out now. there. Derek Rose is a stud still. Like, Kimba Walker, eh. Kimba is... Streaky. He's That's why shaky. you have Derrick Rose and Fournier, though. Exactly. And you also have RJ Parrott, mm-hmm. who can pick it up, too. Like I have him on my good. fantasy team. I think he has grown so much since his rookie year that he's a legitimate three now. Mm-hmm. Like, before, he was looking like a two, but now he is for sure a three. And I don't know. I just I have a good feeling about this team. They're going to make some kind of good run, like win eight or nine in a row in the regular season at some point. Yeah, I could see that for sure. I could see that. They're just going to have some crazy run, you know? Yeah, they're going to make a run for sure. Tom Thibodeau, man. Gets a lot out of his guys. Good old Tommy. Yep. Tibbs. Uh, That (laughs) does it, though. I had one more Western Conference uh, trade. Oh, actually. My bad. Oh, yeah, because Portland wasn't yours. (laughs) <laughs> so I already hit my last yet. Eastern Conference signing was the Bulls. But for this one, I got the Phoenix Suns, my Western Conference trade. Ooh. Yeah. Like I like that. 
I'm not liking what I'm seeing from them mm-hmm. in a big way. Let's just bring them up here. They're one and two to start off. You've already expressed your your disdain with them not paying Aiden. Well, you know what? Let's talk about that. Does he deserve to be paid the max? I mean, I already told you what I said. No. Do it again. That's what I say to Aiden directly, and that's what I say to the whole team. Do it again. The Spurs... The, the Spurs. Let, the let me see you beat this Lakers team in the first round this year when they're healthy. Yep. That's a big test. That's a big test, though. Then come fucking talk to me. Yep. That's so, oh, that's so, but you know what I mean? I mean, what, what else, you know what I mean? They have to prove themselves. Exactly. Exactly. That's what you have to do in this league. Like, I mean, they gave Booker the bag immediately, but Booker is a generational player for them. Aiton is out here just filling the gaps, you know, like he, he has to do that for them. He's their third guy. CP3 is obviously number two. Booker is number one. And eight and his three. Would like, he be more? Would he be more? Uh, more ready to do that, and like more hungry to do that if he got the bag. Does does holding the bag from him like that hurt hurt you? I just I don't know if he's. Everybody wants the bag when it comes down to it. You cannot blame a man for wanting to chase. You know what I mean? A big paycheck because they've worked for it. But at the mm-hmm. same time, it's like to be able to have a reward of that level where you dedicate 30% of your salary cap, 35% of your salary to cap. DeAndre to DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. How good is that looking five years down the line from now? Has right. he still not fully developed his offensive game? Is he still B plus on defense at best? You know, like can he have those hyper efficient games like he did in the playoffs again? And when you sit there and you look at the grand scope of the NBA and the history of the league, and and you and you say that DeAndre DeAndre Ayton is a max player, mm. I don't know. <laughs> that puts a bad taste in my mouth. You know who his his contemporary? I feel like and probably would have had the same amount of success if put in that position. Jared Allen. Mm. I really think Jared Allen could have had a DeAndre Ayton-like effect in the playoffs if he was playing for the Suns rather than Ayton. Yeah. He, he, like, he's two ways. If two not ways. a half step more. Mm-hmm. Like, but at the same time, Ayton was just given $100 million. $25 million a year. Mikhail no, Bridges. Uh, no, uh, Jared Allen. Oh, yeah. You said Ayton, though. Oh no, I meant I meant Allen. Yeah, Allen. Allen got the bag too. Yeah, he did. Twenty five a year. It's pretty good. Maybe that's what Aiton should be really gauging himself for. I mean, he's gauging what, for 130, 150? Yeah, he wants a lot more. He should but be he, he should be a hundred million. One oh five, one ten. I would say a hundred million. As much as as much as Jared Allen. He I don't know. His playoff. You just can't go out there giving the max. More. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, that playoff performance that he had, he deservedly should have a bit more bump than a guy like Jared Allen. You know, like... But you can't go year. around committing that much of your salary to a big who's not elite. I don't know. That might just be the price point. You know, like... He's not an elite big. If that's Nikola Jokic, yeah. Or that's Anthony Davis, yeah. 
Fuck. That's Rudy Gobert. You got a stomach it and give it to him. Jokic is going to be making $46 million a year at some point. Are you kidding me? Stupid. But that's what I'm saying, though. Aiton's not that guy. Yeah, true. But that's like the mega max. Aiton just wants the max, you know? like Because there's a max and the super max. What else from this team have you not liked? Just, I don't know. It seems like they have a bit of fatigue on them from the finals run. And also mm-hmm. Booker played in the Olympics. So, I mean, like... Got some carryover. Yeah, just a little bit of fatigue. Chris Paul is obviously 36 and will be 37 by the start of the playoffs, which is always concerning, especially when you're playing high-level professional <laughs> sports. And, like, And like I said in the last pod when we confused Paul for Aiton, last year was the longest run that Chris Paul has ever had in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And probably the most effective. Like, he just gas out right there. Who knows? Was that it? Was that the one last push? I think so, personally. Do you think that they could have a Miami Heat-like follow-up to their championship yes. run? Yes. Getting it completely executed in the first round? Yep. And then that's just it for CP. Oh, man. That's like, killer. And a that's team like Memphis it. could do it. Oh, Memphis team like sure. Golden State could do it. I still want to see Memphis Golden State more, but Memphis Phoenix, where because if the Lakers do it, I feel like it's not going to feel ceremonious. You know, like it'll just be like, oh, they did what they could have done last year had they pulled their head out of their ass. You know, if if Chris Paul isn't healthy doing what he did last year for this team in the playoffs, say he gets an injury like he always has, mm-hmm. uh, there's five teams I'm taking ahead of Phoenix in a first round playoff series. Crazy. You know what I mean? Absolute madness. Yep. I mean, I can say that with a straight face. I don't know. It's just at the same time, I really think they're going to stay in the top five of the West though. That offensive system, they have it figured out. They're not down, down bad. You know what I mean? They shouldn't be, even though they lost the chip. Like, but if this gets bad, then they're going to get exposed because their effort level defensively in the playoffs is what kept them going and their execution on offense is what kept them going as well. Like Booker just being able to go unconscious and take over. Same thing with CP3 and then everybody else just falls behind. Mm-hmm. Follow suit. Know your role. Well, that about wraps it up for us, it sounds like. So... Yeah, the Phoenix Suns, they're my final trade of the night. Yeah, I would say I can I didn't completely trade them, but I'd say they were on the trading block for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, honorable mentions and signings, Yanni. I guess those were my other ones. I mean, I'm just gonna say their names. The Jazz. Charlotte. Yeah, that's it. Just the Jazz and Charlotte. They're they're good, but not like impressing me. I would say for an honorable mention. Hmm. See, I was kind of gonna put Philadelphia as like an honorable mention, just because out of respect to Joel Embiid for pushing on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For not giving up. He's still trying. Definitely, yeah. He's not just like, well, if this guy's like this, I'm out of here too. 
Mm-hmm. Props to him. <laughs> he's like, fuck it. I'll put the team on my back. I think he's just more bought into the identity that he's the guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be my honorable mention out of respect for him. Uh, but yeah, as always, uh, download, share, and enjoy the podcast. We appreciate any and all listeners. Leave a review on Apple and iTunes. Uh, yeah, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. As always, 